This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. It is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. No Fitz, no Harry. Heck, no Freddie Coleman at this point. He's over there wrapping up things over on first take. I am Peter Burns. I'm going to give you my Willis Reed today. I'm going to give you my Michael Jordan flu game. Doctor yesterday gave me some prednisone or something like that to make sure I clear up this like ear infection that I have. Been swimming with the kids a little bit this all season. And guess what? They didn't tell me that you're not supposed to take that late at night. It keeps you up. Decided to pop one at 9.30, thinking, all right, I'll be fine. We're good. Go to bed. I'll feel better in the morning. Guess what? Fell asleep at around 5 a.m. this morning. So I'm going on fumes. We're going to get a little loopy. We got some great guests to help us out today. Brian Windhorst going to uh, give us a shout here in about an hour. Bobby Marks, the latest what's going on with James Harden, with Kyrie Irving. And, of course, the huge news that broke yesterday in the NFL about more suspensions coming down the road with gambling. Is it a problem? How much do you care? And I actually think the NFL should lean into it. We'll get into that in a little bit. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. You can follow that man on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. But if you go to the front page of ESPN.com, what everybody's been talking about on all the shows this morning, radio and television and on social media, it's where is Waldo? No, it's where is James Harden going to go? Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, our ESPN NBA insider, was on Get Up this morning, told us a little bit about the timeline. There's no timeline on this stuff. There's no urgency where it's got to be done uh, by any particular date. So certainly, you know, if you know how Daryl Morey typically works in the marketplace, he is going to exhaust all possibilities of not just uh, straight on deals with other teams, but three team deals, four team deals. And you know, you may let free agency settle, see where players land, see where needs arise uh, for different teams who might not be interested today, but could be in a few days. So I don't anticipate necessarily that this is going to be quick because it doesn't have to. And if you're the Sixers, you certainly want to be able to do everything you can to get back maximum value for a player in Harden. And I can't wait to see this. By the way, I had an opportunity a couple years ago to play in a fantasy football league with Daryl Morey as one of the GMs. My man was up at like 3 a.m. every single night making transfer deals, you know, like like hitting the waiver wire. The, the guy's nuts when it comes to actually making a bunch of these trades. But here's the thing, as Freddie Coleman joins us now. But Freddie, by the way, how fast did you just run for the first take set? Like okay. that, that was impressive, my man. This old man still has a little bit of a wheel Ooh. or two to get down there without hurting himself or hurting anybody on the way there. So I still got, I still got some juice, my man. How you doing, Peter? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And you come in at a perfect time because we just heard from Woj saying there's no timeline. But Freddie, what I'm trying to figure out with James Harden here is a couple of things. One, everybody's talking about, oh, he should go to this team, that team. It doesn't matter what team wants him. It's a matter in my mind, Freddie. Yeah what James Harden wants to do, and what is his motivation? Is it, one, getting flat-out paid, getting the most amount of money that's out there? Is it, two, like, hey, give me the stats. I'm I'm chasing points. I'm chasing my name in the history of this game. Is it chasing rings? Is he finally got to the point where he goes, bro, I haven't won one. Like, I'm ready to win one. Or... Is it a fourth thing? And the only reason why I say it's a fourth thing, listen to Brian Windhorst earlier today on Get Up talking about what's at stake for Harden. The way that James is going to play is a huge factor here. Because remember, he is now playing on an expiring contract. 
He cannot extend. It is not allowed under the terms of his deal. He's going to end up being a free agent next year. So if you import this, you import a guy who wants to now has to prove he has to get paid. Those are all factors. All right, so Freddie, now I'm talking about is it going to be rings? Yeah. Is it stats? Is it money? Or that last one makes me think, is it resume? Is he going to go to a place where I'm going to play for a year and then I'm going to show you, I left $15 million on the table, Freddie. I ain't doing that again. Like, the boy can play. Pay me my money. Here's the deal with James Harden. And all those questions, all those factors, Peter, that you raised are entirely, entirely correct, entirely, entirely true. But this is the one thing to me that goes above and beyond all of that. James Harden wants to win, but he wants to be the guy to win. He's about Team Harden. He's not about Team anybody else. And he's let us know exactly what that has been about. Because when he realizes, or at least he perceives, that it's not going to be about Team Harden, it is scorched earth. He did it when it comes to the Houston Rockets. He did it when it came to the Brooklyn Nets. He tried to do the Philadelphia 76ers. The common denominator is guys losing jobs because of James Harden. And then when he's left nothing but just charred remains, he bails out of it and gets out of there. As long as Team Harden is going to be satisfied because he wants to be the guy that can win. But he also has to know this. He has not been able, Peter, to do it when he's been the guy, been second in command, been third in command. And maybe he understands, Peter, exactly the landscape. He's not going to be that main guy in the championship piece. He may not be the second guy on that championship piece. So if he wants to win, he's going to have to be that third guy. He's got to be that playmaker. He's got to make other guys better. But he wants to do it, Peter, on his terms, not if it means bringing a championship to wherever he's going to go, whatever trade the Philadelphia 76ers are forced to make. You can hit us up on uh, Twitter at Coleman ESPN, myself at Peter DSPN. I want to find out where do you think, right? Like where where is that place, that landing spot that makes sense for Harden? Because I don't know if anybody's in his camp, right? Absolutely. Like I don't, I don't know who is in. Like everybody has to have the no guy. Yeah. Like Freddie, like I feel like if you and I were boys and we were hung out all the time, you, you would if? be my no guy. What do you mean if? Yeah. We're not boys? No, I would, yeah, no, I mean, listen, I don't know if I'm cool. You, your voice, there's no way you stop. let a guy with my voice hang out with your voice. Are you voice kidding me? Come on, stop The that. Friday Night Thunderstorm, you know. <laughs> but everybody needs a no guy. Like, my wife is my no guy. My Amen. wife would be like, no, you you can't wear that shirt. What do we? That, that is a schmedium. You are not, you got a dad bod. Like, she will walk me out of this. Right. But do you have someone in Harden that's telling him what exactly you're saying? Yeah. It, right? That's yeah. saying... Hey, man, ch- chill. Yeah, it, ch- just just go get your ring if that's what you truly want. Peter, it's a great point because you always want to make sure that somebody is there to be the checks and balance towards you. But I'll say this. The best no guy has to be you. If you know something is not right for you or if you can look at the whole entire picture and say, that's not going to benefit me, then you can't wait for somebody else. You can't wait for your wife. You can't wait for your husband. You can't wait for your kids. You can't wait for your main boon coons to be that no person. Sometimes you have to be that no person. The problem with James Harden is it's been everything yes because he has a guy in Daryl Morey that has given him what he wanted. He did it in Houston when James Harden, right, he ran off Chris Paul, he ran off Russell Westbrook, he got Mike D'Antoni fired. He gets to the Philadelphia 76ers and Daryl Morey made it a point to say that we got to make sure that James Harden's taken care of. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid's like, oh, wait, wait, I'm here. I'm the guy that this has to run through. The no guy for James Harden has to be James Harden. And if anybody expects him to be his own no guy, that ain't going to happen. I know it's not it proper grammar, change. but it ain't going to happen. It ain't. It isn't. <laughs> right. You know what you, you know, the devil that you know, that is James I, Harden. Has anybody, and, and I'm, I'm curious, has anybody made that adjustment? 
on on any level. Okay. Okay. That's a good question. Whether it be basketball or football or whatnot. Like I go back to Peyton Manning, right? When mm-hmm. Manning knew that he couldn't play at the same level, and I followed him at the Denver Broncos. He came right. back and he wanted to pass the ball and they put up monster numbers. But at the mm-hmm. end of his career, he he I mean, it was it was a little pew pew yeah. rifle right? right it wasn't the, it wasn't a, a cannon he right. knew that he had to change it was more based on the defense and running the ball yeah and he didn't have a great postseason but he but he changed mm-hmm. right? right but i think peyton was smart enough to make that change absolutely had there been guys that said halfway through it going man this is not working like i i need to change because i don't think that i'd be able to yeah. change if yeah. i made 35 million dollars a year mm-hmm. and i balled out and i yeah. got to that cusp i'd just be thinking yeah well there's a couple of guys that haven't helped me get over, not that I need to make this change. I, I just don't know if if we've seen a success rate of anybody switching gears. I'll, I'll give you one guy, and you know, him for, you know him pretty well with all the great jobs you do in the SEC Network. That guy's Nick Saban. He, Agreed. He, yeah. he, he really ushered in when you think about a modern football in the SEC because when he was winning championships, it was run the ball, have your quarterback not make mistakes, get these big linebackers, 6'2", 260 pounds, that could stop the running game, and then you can beat mm-hmm. up on quarterbacks and out-scheme people. And then the league started getting away from him. Those dual-threat quarterbacks weren't going to Alabama. It was Johnny Manziel going to Texas A&M, guys going to LSU, guys going to Ohio State. And Nick Saban said, I may have to get in bed with Lane Kiffin, but this is going to work for Alabama football in the future of it. Now he's stockpiling wide receivers and filling NFL rosters. All of a sudden, his quarterback's in the first rounds now. He's the one guy I can think of, Peter, that said, you know what? I know my way has worked, but if I'm going to stay relevant and stay a champion, I better switch. And he did, and he ushered in modern football in the SEC in the 21st century. Damn, Freddie Coleman, that's why you're so good. That's why you're a Radio Hall of Famer, because I, I, it was right in front of me, right? And I didn't think of, to think about Nick Saban that way. And it did. I mean, you talk about changing the complete way, and I think those that's a fair comp in the way that Nick was not a fan of Lane Kiffin. Absolutely. But he knew he had to make that change. It went against every fiber in his coaching um, career to make that change. It would be the same of James Harden to say, listen, what do you really want? Because if it mm-hmm. says rings, here's a crazy idea, Freddie. I know you already left some $15 million on the table by kind of redoing your deal for the 76ers, and I know you want that money made up. Yeah. What you do is you sit and wait. You sit it. You come up right now and you go, man, I'm, ah, the, the, my Achilles just doesn't feel right. Or you know what? The back is a little. Mm-hmm. Then you sit and wait. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about LeBron. Right. You talk about crazy ideas. LeBron maybe sitting out a year and just waiting for Bronny and getting his mind right. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. He's well, going to run it back with the Lakers. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's far-fetched that he's going to try to push his way out of L.A. and go play with his son, though. I don't think that's that but far-fetched anymore. Zero. I think the Lakers already know that, right? I yeah. think the Lakers have basically already said, all right, we, we get it. The writing's on the wall. We're not even going all in to win right, right now. We're just going to, our chips are in here. We're going to enjoy this last season and then you're off. Right. But at that point, I sit there and go, why would you not think that about Harden? Mm -hmm. If you truly want to win or is it money? And listen, I can answer that. I would always be about the rings. But sure enough, I don't have $80 million waiting for me as well. I don't know about you. Even if I had that kind of money waiting for me, you made the great point earlier, Peter, about motivation. What is James Harden's motivation? And right Mm -hmm. now, there's no answer. That pocket is empty. When it comes to James Harden in his future in the NBA. 
Fitz and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance for the job you'd love. Maybe James Harden's on right there perusing jobs. Uh, visit uh, progressive.com slash careers. Um, hey, some guys are looking for some new careers because three more players suspended for gambling in the NFL yesterday. A couple of them cut as well. I'm here to tell you why the NFL should actually lean into it, believe it or not. Fitz okay. and Harry with Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman rolls on on ESPN Radio. NBA free agency begins today at 6 p.m. Eastern. They have the ability to improve this roster and just keep growing this young core that they have. The balance of power could be shifting in the NBA. Get the very latest moves, news, and what it all means. Free agency frenzy. It's right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The NFL suspends three more players indefinitely for betting on games. You want to talk about conflicts of interest affecting the integrity of the game? We're looking at it from a player standpoint, but to me, that's the micro of it all. Think about the macro with the NFL having relationships with these sports gambling entities. The NFL can laugh all the way to the bank, yet if one of their players bets 20 bucks, he's suspended for a year. If you don't see something hypocritical or not, I'm not too sure who you are. Practice what you preach. This is Fitz and Harry's Love Friday. That's a hard. That's a hard turn. It really to is. go from everybody talking NFL gambling to all of a sudden quiet storm comes uh-huh. on. Yeah, Freddie Coleman. I wasn't ready for that detour. I didn't even see a, a blinker with that one. The good thing is Fitz and Harry warned me about it when they called like Feel Good Love Making Friday. I'm thinking I said a little early in the day, but hey, Man. it's your show, your world. You do what you want. Skyrockets in flight, a little afternoon delight. There Peter Burns go. and Old Freddie school. Coleman like here. The show presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, I'll call it what it is. Thursday night football sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I cannot stand it. I think it's an absolute point in the finger. It's the pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered of, mm-hmm. of the NFL, which is the best product that's out there, yeah. right? How much do we talk about it all the time, about NFL, the interest, the ratings, the numbers, all of it, right, mm-hmm. Freddie? I mean, it's, it's the king. Is that fair to say? Uh, the king. I mean, it, it's the whole it's the whole courtyard. It's not just the king. It's not just the castle. But the NFL also knows that as much as people complain about Thursday night football, they got on average of 13 million people watching Thursday night football. That's a lot more than a lot of shows get on a week-by-week basis when it comes to terrestrial TV. I say that simply for the fact of we see the news that breaks yesterday that several different players end up being suspended for a different amount of games on betting on, on the NFL, right? And this the NFL. There's one thing that's true. Don't mess with their money. Amen. Okay? You can mm-hmm. you can have issues on or off the field. If it messes with your money, then there's going to be problems. So the league comes down on this. And I started thinking about it going, listen, first of all, I need to know if these players bet on behalf of their team or right. against it. I, Amen. I, I, I know that sounds stupid, but I, I need to know. If you got a Colts player that said, man, I, I, I had rushing carries or rushing yards and you took the under, buddy, I got a problem. Yeah. No doubt. If you took the over and you did the Pete Rose and bet on your team, mm-hmm. I I don't I, as a fan. You don't hate it. I, here's my pitch for Thursday night football: lean into it. Ha, like lean into, go to Caesars, FanDuel, Sportsbook, whatever.com, okay, sportsbook, and say, you know what? 
I want to see a I want to hear a promo that says coming up tonight. Joe Burrow has three hundred thousand dollars against Miami Dolphins in two. Like, give me like he's betting on him. I will watch this. Oh I will my goodness. That'd be like the ultimate like human sacrifice that we've always wanted to see on TV, maybe. And now you would see something along those lines because believe me, there are plenty of people, whether they're wagerers, gamblers, betters, and yes, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, there is a difference between a gambler, a better, and a wager. If you don't believe me, just look it up and see plenty of people that are all one of those three, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Those are the kind of people that will look at that and say, okay, he's not compromising the game. He's betting on himself, and you know he's going to go out there and try to win because he got $300,000 on the line. Those are kind of reality show moments that make reality show TV what it is. Those well, remember the match? Right remember it was Phil and Tiger, and they had all this money on the table, and all uh-huh. of a sudden it was like, uh, hey, man, why don't, we, why don't we pump in an extra 50 grand uh-huh. here? And you know, and that's what we saw on television. You know Phil likes to gamble oh, or my wager goodness. or bet, uh, whatever. Yeah. All <laughs> of the above. He does all three. <laughs> yeah, he has and will continue to do so until his dying day. No question about that. And so I, I, you know, I say it tongue-in-cheek. Of course, but, but I get again, it. But I, I look at this and I go, are we that far removed? If the NFL wants their money, you got to sit there and go, are we going to be more lax on these guys? David Burdum, our ESPN sports betting analyst, he's going to join us uh, coming up a little bit later to give us the latest update on this. But he was on with Freddie and Finn Simmons and uh, was talking about why it's easier to catch these NFL players now. The good thing is, though, in a way, this is the system working, right? We're identifying issues of guys that should not be betting on the NFL or other sports, and we're catching them. Uh, Where in the past, maybe they were betting with uh, a a local street bookmaker or an offshore sports book, and we may have never known. So there's a positive and negative here. The positive is here, hey, the system's working, we're catching these guys. The negative is each time this happens, there's more and more people that start to kind of wonder – Hey, what's going on in the NFL? Is everything on the up and up? Freddie, maybe I, I watch too much conspiracy stuff. Maybe I'm on social media way too much. Maybe I've already read the NFL script. But uh-huh. this reminds me of any time like the NCAA would found out a major school had violations and all of a sudden like the Amish School of Technology had the death penalty. Right. right? Like it oh, was yeah. oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna show some sacrificial lambs here about this gambling policy. Um, and do we just think there aren't bigger names doing this thing? Well, the thing about it is the bigger names are doing something that the littler names are not doing. They're actually reading the manual and knowing how to circumvent it because I guarantee you a bigger name is not having any kind of paper or money trail leading back to them because it would be foolish for the NFL to believe that every player who's not, who has not been caught is completely not running afoul of the NFL gambling policy. I guarantee you, you take a straw poll, and this is just me spitballing, Peter, there's probably about 70%, 70 to 75% players in the NFL that are doing some kind of wagering and betting on sports. And it could be betting on their own teams or betting against their team, whatever that's going to be. The NFL, it, they want to catch all these perpetrators, but what's the old line? The criminals always stay ahead of the oh. law, and that's the case here. They'll find a way to circumvent that, but if you're a player and you get caught like David Purdom said, you made it very easy for the NFL to catch you, then you're really an idiot because it's laid out mm-hmm. in front of you how to do it and how not to do it, and yet you get busted doing it. That means you're not comprehending exactly 
how to do something like this and not let not let that trail lead back to you, and then you get suspended for God knows how long for an NFL game from an NFL You know what team. needs to happen? Fred, Freddie Coleman, Peter Burns here on Fitz and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. What needs to happen is we need to have, you know, like the, the NFL is talking about how they have, hey, we bring in gambling experts and how to, yeah. to educate the players. Freddie, what needs to happen is they need to talk to all the bag men Absolutely. of NCAA football over the last 20 years uh-huh. and have them roll in and go, hey, Listen, don't do this, wink, wink. But if you're going to do it, here's how right. you get it done. Right. You, to, to teach a crook, hire a crook like that, I, for, you know, to catch a crook, hire a crook. If you're going to make sure that guys are going to not be guilty, but you need some inside men or inside women. that got a guy. Say, right, got a guy. There, there are plenty of those guys anywhere. It doesn't matter what city. There are always guys and people around that can say, hey, man, if you're going to do this. Let me show you how to do it right. This way you can see, still play in the NFL and you don't get busted with gambling and you don't lose all your money. Over Okay, I'm going to give you over and under. Last thing here. All right. Over and under what year the NFL leans into this, right? Like Because we're, okay. we're miking up players, and now we're doing Thursday night football. We're doing more and more. Mm-hmm. What point and what year, or maybe never, or maybe that the never. NFL says, we did it wrong here trying to police this thing. You know what would add a little bit of juice to it if we knew certain player had a couple of dollars on this or it's a little bit fun that they had a couple of dollars on the on the yards or, or, or you know who's going to catch more yards or having more rushing yards mm-hmm. you know what i'm going to say maybe never when it comes never. to that you you said it at the top of this peter the nfl likes two things to not be messed with their power and their money if you think you can usurp the nfl power they have crushed people in the past if you think you can mess their money and get away with it they have crushed people in the past all right, so holler at us, The Rock. You're, you're in there with the XFL. Let's make it happen. Lean into it. <laughs> XFL, give it to me right now. Let's get that in the next uh, production meeting over that we have. All right, it's been an all-season of moving and shaking in the NFL. Uh, so what is the best move so far? I saw your list, Freddie. All right. You have I'm upset with, with you. Oh, I'm really? Ups- I'm upset. Okay. It, it, what you did on your first two – defies absolute logic. We'll talk about that coming up next. Peter Burns, Freddie Coleman, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. five NFL quarterbacks. So badly want to bring Super Bowl here to Buffalo. Herbert rolling right, throws, touchdown! To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five offseason editions. All right, I'm cheating, Freddie Coleman. All right. I, Peter Burns, am a cheater. Go ahead and put the soundboard up. You can clip it right there. Because it, the, the big fancy voice guy said top five off-season additions, right? Uh, right. I, I think this is more moves. Okay. okay. I think this is like just things that change the NFL, whether yeah. it be a team or just the way the sport is played, all, all right. of that. Okay. I'm with you. So yeah. full disclosure, when you see my list and your list, which I, I hated your list, by the way, but we'll get into it <laughs> okay. right now. Um, coming in, in, number five, let's do it. Number five. Uh, to me, the Saints signing quarterback Derek Carr because 
the Las Vegas Raiders, Peter, should have never given up on him in the first place. And I don't know. Amen. I don't know if, if Josh McDams had his Cheerios thrown on top of his head by Derek Carr at a, a team meeting or whatever that was, or he didn't get the biggest jello shots above Derek Carr, but for some reason, Josh McDaniels' nose was sideways about Derek Carr, and I wonder if he's going to rule the day and he may lose his job. The Saints getting this guy with Alvin Kamara, that underrated offensive line, Michael Thomas coming back, and a defense full of filthy McNasties on the other side. I can see the Saints winning that division. That's why I had that move at number five. And it's not a strong division, right? Like, it's not. I mean, this is something you can just kind of parachute in and do it. It's funny you talk about jello shots because I was there in Bat- or in Omaha oh my God. with all the LSU fans oh, right now. Yeah. And I heard LSU fans saying, man, we're pumped for Saints season. They hadn't mm. been able to see that in a while because of your number five, Derek Carr. All right, coming up to number five for me, Josh Harris buying oh. the Washington Commanders. Forgot about okay? that. That's a good one. I, like, for That's me, this is bigger because – there aren't, like, you hate teams, right? But whether it depends on who what your favorite team is and are the rivalries. But it always felt like the NFL had this kind of lull, this dark cloud mm-hmm. around the Redskins, then the Washington football team, then the Commanders, right? And so now Harris buying that team feels like there's a sigh of relief Amen. that everyone's like, okay, we don't feel as kind of ugh about the league. Coming in. That's like number that. five on my top five all season moves. Let's go to four. Number four. For me, I'll stay in the state of Texas in terms of that division in the NFC East. If you're going to help out your quarterback in Dak Prescott and CD Lamb, you got to get him somebody on the other side. You need an Alvin Harper to go to that Michael Irvin when it comes to mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. And I love the move of Brandon Cooks. I don't know why he's been traded so many times. I really don't care. But as a Cowboys fan, if you're going to help your quarterback, if you're going to help your running game, if you're going to help C.D. Lamb, who I think will have another breakout year for the Dallas Cowboys, you got a guy who has breakout ability as well and who's still young enough that he can stretch defenses. Now all of a sudden you got to worry about two guys and not just one. And Brandon Cooks has shown he can cook one-on-one coverage. That's why I had that at number four. Once you paid Dak Prescott, you had to make sure you didn't do what the Packers did to Aaron Rodgers that surround him with yep. a bunch of talent. Coming at number four for me, Frank Reich being hired by the Carolina Panthers. Listen, I kind of hate the move because now that they have Bryce Young here in Carolina, I might actually care about him. I, I, I live here in Charlotte. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, it's like a church game. Every time I go, it's like the polite <laughs> collapse, and I'm like, I don't need this. I'm from That's SEC right, baby. country. You go, baby. Like, you speak need, that verse, baby. I need baby. people throwing up and on the way to the uh, uh, tailgating, right? Like, I like it. People are going to be excited, <laughs> and I think they needed some new blood. Yeah. Having Bryce Young, having Frank Wright gives that to me. Number three. Number three. If you're going to help, speaking of helping out quarterbacks, like you believe that Carolina's going to be helped out with Bryce Young drafting number one, having Frank Wright as the head coach, last play caller. If you believe in Mac Jones as your quarterback, and you had that mess last year in New England, then what are you doing with your Bill Belichick? Bringing back Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. I know he can coach. Mm. You can say whatever you want about what happened in Houston. Hey, he fell on the sword for that organization. When that organization fell apart around him and Deshaun Watson. Now you get Mac Jones to have somebody who exactly knows what the word offense means and you don't have to look it up in the, in the dictionary when it comes to the pages trying to run offense. To me, that move was very smart. Now get him a wide receiver like Nuke Hopkins, then you really might have something in year three of Mac Jones. That's why I have that as number three. The pages uh, bring up Bill O'Brien. 
I love that because Belichick went into the mess around and find out real quick that you need to actually have a plan at one of the most important yes. coaching positions. You can't just be like, ah, I kind of got it. Uh, yeah. It didn't work out real well for him. Yeah. Uh, number three, surprisingly low on my list, but it had to be on the list, of course, is the Aaron Rodgers trade. Okay. Um, of course, we turned it into 375 days of actual <laughs> content here, so it kind of hurts us that he's no longer uh, part of that. But right. I'm, I'm intrigued by it, right? Jets fan are excited about it. I'm intrigued to see that he actually cares about showing up for his teammates. And again, there is a certain spice to it. I don't necessarily like how he went about doing it, Mm -hmm. but guess what? Here I am talking about it on a damn list in the middle of the summer. (laughs) That comes in at number three. Number two for you. Number two. Man, I love this move by the Baltimore Ravens. It's one thing to draft Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Terrific slot receiver that's going to help your quarterback, Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson got his bag, and he had been begging and pleading, give me some guys on the outside where Mark Andrews is not just my number one wide receiver tight end. And Odell Beckham Jr., a motivated guy to get a bigger contract, you could not ask for a better situation now for Lamar Jackson because now, Peter, he doesn't have any excuses. This is where you lose me. This is where you lose me. How do I lose the list you? was so good. I was so proud of you. And how, then you give me how do I lose Odell Beckham. How do I lose you here? Because remember. Because I don't think he's I don't think he's healthy. And I honestly I think healthy. we'll get to a point that he's gonna get to a little bit of a headache. And that, nope. that's the only worry that I have. And yes. I like Odell, right? Yes. I'm an LSU guy through and through. Right. That's what I'm worried about yes. at that point. It, it feels like it looks good on paper versus what it's gonna play out on the field. This is why I disagree with you because Odell Beckham Jr. knows he's playing for a contract to stay in the the NFL and the last thing you need is to be a malcontent because he was not a malcontent when he was with the Los Angeles Rams and how did that end he was he was a torn ACL away from being the MVP of the Super Bowl because he was balling out they couldn't cover him from the Cincinnati Bengals now you have a guy that's going to have another year and a half to recuperate and have yeah. a guy Lamar Jackson with Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews in that running game getting that number one wide receiver now your quarterback in Baltimore has no excuses I like that at number two my number two is another head coach, D'Amico Ryans, being hired by the Houston Texans, who are a dumpster fire inside of an actual dumpster fire when it came to an organization. But I think things can change with DeMarco and what or D'Amico. And what I loved about it is the fact that Ryans went to the management and said, I don't just want uh, you know, uh, quarterback for Ohio State. Why am I blanking on the name? CJ Stroud. I don't just want CJ Stroud. Give me the next best man up as well, too. Will Anderson. I don't care. Blank them picks. Right. That's what Ryan said. He's like, I want to win right now, because guess what? If that if one guy doesn't work out in four years from now, I'm going to be looking for another job anyway. So I think that was a huge move and it could signify bigger changes inside the NFL of going big for your guy coming in at number one. Number one. Uh, To me, it's all about the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers or more like the Aaron Rodgers selecting the New York Jets. And it's not so much the Jets finally got a quarterback because Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball backwards is better than Zach Wilson throwing the ball forwards for the New York Jets in the first two years. Where's the lie? Where's the lie on that one? I was. Can I say no cap there, or is it cap? I don't know. I'm I'm like the dorkiest white guy ever. What, what is it cap or we, no cap? We have there? to ask Javante about that one. Javante okay. would know those kind of things. <laughs> you don't you want to ask Evan? You, know, you want to ask Evan the redhead? Evan might know it. Yeah, when it why, says yeah, why Javante, not me? Huh, I'm sorry. Freddy? I didn't why? see you yeah. in the picture. Freddy. Then you slid right in. Freddie, you, you, we, did a, you did a Chris Collinsworth. I yeah, didn't see you. We you open slid right everything in. Everything on this show, we we talk about everything. We don't hide behind anything. Is there a reason you asked Javante and not me? No, I didn't see you. I thought you were doing something else. Maybe busy organizing the show and I knew Javante was running the board to keep us on the air. I'm not trying to slide a brother here when it comes to Evan Wool. I actually no. heard Peter didn't have number one Aaron Rodgers and I left. The, see yeah. that so but 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 Freddie's the bad guy. But I'm the bad guy now as far as that goes. Either way, we'll see what kind of cap 
that Aaron Rodgers can play into the Jets because he wants to show the Green Bay Packers, you should not have thought about moving on from me. All right, so Cap is actually what plays into number one for me. It's Lamar re-signing. I think that's the biggest deal, but not necessarily just for the Baltimore Ravens, but every sigh of relief for every single NFL owner, Freddie, that was worried that the Ravens were going to give him guaranteed yep. money in a bajillion dollars, okay? <laughs> that was a move that changes the NFL, that changes ownership, that changes how billionaires sleep at night, yep, not exactly. just one team, and that's number one on my list. They want to pay players, but not the way the players want to be paid when it comes <laughs> exactly. to guaranteed money. I'd like to get paid that way. He's Freddie hey, Coleman. Man. Follow him on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Myself at Peter Burns ESPN. All right. Bigger impact in 23. Lamar or Aaron? We mm. talk about it next here. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Five NFL quarterbacks. So badly want to bring Super Bowl here to Buffalo. Herbert rolling right, throws, touchdown! To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five offseason editions. By the way, I did want to do top five uh, ways to win a baseball game. Stealing home like Jose Ramirez just did on SportsCenter just now a couple of moments ago. I was just looking at that, yeah. Maybe number one on my list. Okay. <laughs> Hitting a triple to win a game instead of uh, a home run, that's another one? It's incredible. Uh, by the way, NL battle tomorrow, Mets versus the Giants. Coverage begins 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, um, not Fitz and Harry today, but Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman. All right, you and I were discussing, right, these top five moves, yeah. okay? I changed the rules. I came in, I you just sure changed did. it. Because it wasn't additions. I said, no, I want to think bigger picture uh-huh. in some of the moves. Now, you were just like Jeff Thurn, like uh, Thurn and, uh, and Michelle Smallman earlier today that said Aaron Rodgers to the Jets at number one. Okay. You had that. There's yeah. no shame, right? No yeah. shame in that. A lot of people feel like that's the thing, especially sure. if you look at our headlines on uh, what we've done over the last year. Amen. I still think it's, it's Lamar Jackson because okay. it's not only Lamar finally getting paid, can finally, he finally got the money that he wanted. Okay, mm-hmm. so now he can play the way that he wanted, right? I felt like he was kind of caged in a little bit last year. A, from himself to make sure that he stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. And then I think now that he got a boatload of guaranteed cash, yeah. and now he's got a little bit of help with Odell, which was number two on your top five list of, okay. of moves, that it helps. But I think you have to think bigger picture. The reason why it's the biggest move in this all season was because the NFL – as an organization and as a sport, the Cadillac of all sports would have fundamentally changed at its core had Lamar Jackson gotten the guaranteed Deshaun Watson contract. The game would have completely changed because had Lamar done that, Okay, that we're not talking about what he does in the ASC North. We're not talking about the Ravens. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about how the NFL and its billionaire owners do business. Okay. And that to me, that was the only reason why I had that above Aaron Rodgers number okay. coming in at number one. Well, in the words of the great league course on college game day, everybody on three, say with me. One, two, three. Boo. No, boo, no I was going to say, I thought you were going to say not so fast. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. I'm going to go here. Sometimes it goes boo. boo. Here's why. 
I don't want to say that you're wrong. I'm going to say that you're wrong. So I want to make sure Peter Burns, you know, Peter, don't tell yourself this. But the reason that Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets is a bigger impact than what you said because the owners were never, ever going to let that happen anyway. As my co-host Ian Fitzsimmons said when that whole thing was announced, when the NFL found about Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns paid him, all the other owners said, y'all can go to football hell. We ain't paying anybody like that along those kind of lines. And even Lamar Jackson had to figure that out to say, there's no way I'm getting that kind of money because you can't take on the City Hall. That's known as the National Football League. Not saying your point's not valid. But they weren't really scared, scared that that was going to wreck the salary structure. So collusion, basically. So basically it was 100% collusion without actually being collusion. A proud NFL tradition since 1925 when it comes to (laughs) players and owners not getting together when it comes to money. Wink, 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 nudge, nudge, say them all, say them all, say them all. But when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, it's one thing for Aaron Rodgers to leave a franchise in terms of a charter franchise, the Green Bay Packers, but to go to the New York Jets maybe the most star-crossed franchise in the National Football League. The last time the New York Jets won a Super Bowl, the only one they won, gas was free in this country back in 1968 in Super Bowl three. They've been up and down, up and down, up and down. If Aaron Rodgers wins a championship, if he wins a Super Bowl with the New York Jets, it'll be colossal for a star-crossed franchise. It's not like winning a championship with the Cowboys. They got five of those. It's not mm. with the Patriots. They got theirs. It's not Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl. But with that star-crossed franchise, with that fan base, in what's always going to be a Giants city, the biggest, one of the biggest stars in the National Football League, going there and winning, that's why that's going to have a bigger But, Freddie, I hate that because if you put it on number one on your list, and everybody yeah. puts it on number one on the list, and All we right. made such a big deal out of it, you know what we do? What We're enablers. We're basically saying <laughs> what we you enablers? just did in the, in the media, what we just did and talk about, oh, it's the greatest thing that Aaron Rodgers is no longer at Green Bay and now he's over at the Jets. and we're great. All we're doing is exactly what we as sports fans hate, okay. which is saying, wait a minute, I, go to, I bust my butt every single day at a job and I don't have two commas in my salary. Uh-huh. I can't go complain. I can't go do this. Sure. But by being the star, you become the focus of everything yep. and now you're more popular being that guy. Like I, I, yeah. I hate that yeah, aspect good. of it. I know why you hate it, but I'm going to counter that by the way, Peter Burns, Freddie Coleman, and Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm going to counter that by saying how many people love stars and follow stars. Taylor Smith is not where she is just because she sings and has a great concert. Her, mar- her breakups outside of the concert area <laughs> get people talking. Beyonce, one of the biggest stars she, on the you planet. Say, you say in Taylor Swift's uh, romantic life is like KD's burner oh, account? Absolutely. And the more that we see that stars are on our level, that they have the same kind of falls, the same kind of peaks and valleys. That's catnip to the average Joe and Josephine when it comes to that. So, And especially someone like Aaron Rodgers, with that kind of prickly personality, there's no in-between with him. So when he goes to the biggest city mm. in the world with mm. a star-crossed franchise, that to me is going to have more impact because Lamar Jackson makes the Ravens a Super Bowl contender. We don't know if that's going to be the case with Aaron Rodgers doing that for the New York Jets. Lamar was fighting the fight for all the NFL players. Was, was he fighting really? the fight for get- guaranteed was money. Was he really? Uh, he made how me can, believe how, it. How, I'm can you, sucker. How, how can you fight a fight <laughs> when no one's thinking you ain't winning that fight and you're leaving me out of it? <laughs> ah, he won a lot. He, <laughs> yeah, for he's Lamar sleeping Jackson, in a nicer mattress than I am, my friend. For Lamar Jackson, but not for the yeah. collective that's the NFL players. A lot more guys going to get raises as well, too. NBA free agency starts in five hours. We get the very latest from the best in the biz coming up next. Fitz and Harry, Peter Burns, Freddie Coleman in for the guys on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Laro. <laughs> Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 